see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say What's going down? Welcome back to the Fuck This Shit Podcast. It's your boy Dre. As always, we start this motherfucker off the same way every single episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the likes, the shares, the subscribes, all the engagement with the social media. If you're not already following all the social media platforms, FTS Podcast on Facebook, at Fuck This Shit Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, you know what I'm saying? If you're not already following the podcast on your listen platform so you get the notifications every time we drop new shit, man, go ahead and click that, you know, and if you want access to the extra shit, you want to support the podcast a little bit more, it's a link in the show notes, you know what I'm saying, you can subscribe for an extra little $4.99 a month, you know, all that's appreciated. Um, One little thing about the subscriptions, man, I had people reach out to me a few times and, and you know, let me know, y'all, I know five dollars is only five dollars but i know five dollars can be you know i know it's only five dollars but like don't think that just because it's only five dollars i feel like everybody should do it like it's time when that little 4.99 that come out my account for for some shit man that shit i will you know when you ain't expecting it that shit could fuck around and turn into 32.99 real quick by the time they hit your ass with that little overdraft fee for some funky ass five dollars. So, you know, I feel y'all. If you ain't got the little five right now, I ain't even tripping. I'm giving you plenty of content for free. It's still two episodes a week for the free, free. So, you know, it's nothing. If you do have that extra five, you know, we appreciate it. You know, it'd be a foundational building block to, you know, what I would like to make be, you know, um, moderately successful podcast. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I don't need your five dollars. I'm saying I understand if you need your five dollars. You feel what I'm saying? But uh, I ain't ain't really ain't really been a whole bunch of shit cracking for your boy this week, y'all. This is I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, it was hard to get the episode to y'all today. Your boy is tired. I don't even know. I I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all what happened. This is why I'm so tired. And also. I ain't drinking no more till my birthday, y'all. My birthday, too. Birthday, March 27th. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with your boy. You subscribe for my birthday type shit. Nah, but um, I went out last night with some friends, you know. A couple of my homegirls from the job. I got off. They like, hey, pull up pull up to Chili's. You know, it's the Chili's birthday type shit. We, uh, we having margaritas. It's on this $3 Presidente's. Pull up. I'm like, fuck it. I get off work. Baby mama got the baby. My oldest is in Oklahoma for spring break. So I'm like, shit, fuck it. I'll pull up. I ain't got shit else to do. I pull up to that bitch. They hand me two shots. I'm like, all right, cool. I ain't tripping. I ain't no bitch. You feel what I'm saying? I drinks. They hand me some more shots. Then here come the margaritas. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucked up now. I don't know I'm fucked up because I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. But when I look back at it, there's certain shit that should let me know 
that I was fucked up. Number one, it was a couple running themes throughout the night. So when I walk in, that motherfucker is cold as shit. Like, it's freezing cold. We ride underneath these vents. I'm cold. Everybody cold. So we asked the manager, or I asked them, I'm like, y'all not cold? They like, no, nah, we already asked them to turn the air down. So I'm like, okay, uh, we chilling. I'm just assuming it's going to cut off at some point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it don't. The air just keep busting on top of your boy. Like, I'm in this bitch cold as shit. So, I'm like, asking a bartender, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you really, did you really hit the bartender? Or did you really hit the manager? Or no? Nah? She says she did. She's like, I did. I asked her. She said she would take care of it, whatever. But I'm looking at her face. And you know how sometimes you could just tell that the motherfucker who you talking to can't do nothing for you. But they also know the motherfucker who they asked isn't going to do anything for you. That's the vibes I got. So the bitch is not going to turn the air down, I guess, because she feel good. I don't know. So she come out there to do some other shit at her computer. One of the girls who I'm sitting there with. Is like trying to get her attention. She's going all out her way to not even make eye contact. Manager won't even look in that area. Just looking straight. Now, y'all, this is a body positive podcast. I want y'all to know this. We don't body shame here at the Fuck This Shit Podcast. Believe everybody's beautiful and however you built, you know, we promote, you know, mental health, physical health, you know what I'm saying, and all kinds of general good well-being. This fat ass bitch with this goddamn ugly ass sweater. She had on this ugly ass fucking sweater and it was like, it was like striped, like red and then mustard and then green and brown, like all the way down. That was the color of her big, bad built ass sweater. She was, she was built like a goddamn, I don't know. Fat as fuck, fat sloppy shit, as is what the fuck she was. And she wouldn't have to be all that if she wasn't being if she wasn't being the way she was being. Just know that if you got good energy with me, I got good energy with you. But as soon as you start playing me on some fuck shit, you a fat sloppy bitch. So then the bitch gonna say, Oh no, she walk around to the back and she's talking to another guest and she's closer to us now. So the girl next to me is like, uh she's like, Hey, hey, excuse me, excuse me. She comes over. And she's telling her, um, you know, uh, she's like, you know, uh, we asked about the air is cold as fuck. Basically, you know, what's up? The manager says, um, oh, yeah, uh, you know, they just came and did something. And, you know, I tried, but, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a take care. You know, I'm a, you know. I'm a, but like literally the bitch is not what I'm saying to y'all. I'm not forgetting what she said. That's basically what she was saying because the bitch couldn't even come up with a good lie. She just didn't want to turn the fucking air off. She just didn't want to turn the air off, bro. And I just, I worked in restaurants for so long. Y'all people ask us to turn the air up and down and move shit all the time. And you know what we do? We just fucking do it. It's nothing. People walk in and be like, it's kind of cold in here. We hit the AC up a few degrees. Somebody else is like, it's kind of warm in here. We knock the AC down a few degrees. And we'll do that shit all motherfucking day long. It doesn't even matter. So for this bitch to just be on some, yeah, uh, but I don't, uh, uh. And it was so fucking cold, y'all. It wasn't regular cold. 
it was really fucking cold. And a bit anyway. So then I start calling the bitch the hamburglar because she had on that 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 Burger King Whopper color that I was saying that she looked like the Burger King manager uh, because she had on the goddamn ugly ass sweater. Then I start calling her big ass the hamburglar, not to her. You know what I'm saying? Because honestly, this is just catharsis. This is for me to get my anger and frustration out. I don't want this big bitch crying on the side of Chili's because I said that she got on ugly ass sweater. You know what I'm saying? And she built like melted like a like if you took like you know how to raise in sometime they'll clump together in the pack. She looked like a pack of clumped together raised a little ugly ass bitch. oh and then her teeth was all fucked up and orange and shit how your shit's them in yellow so long now they orange and you over here trying to explain to me why the fuck uh i know you could taste your teeth you dirty bitch i uh <laughs> anyway so that's going down it's important to know that that exchange kind of went down with the manager because if it's not for that exchange with the manager, maybe I'm acting like I got a little bit more sense in there. But also some of the shit I was just doing was just funny. So first of all, wasn't nobody seating the door. Like people was just walking up, standing at the front of the restaurant, looking for somewhere to sit. It ain't nobody who work at the Chili's walking up to that motherfucker. Y'all, why I stood up from the bar, start telling people where to sit. <laughs> I'm like, nah, for real, just go sit right over there. I'm like, they not, I'm literally telling them, they not coming up here to sit you. I bet you if you just go sit down somewhere, somebody at least ask you what you're doing there and they'll actually figure something out because right now they're acting like they don't see you. You might as well just go sit down. People really start sitting down. They start listening to your boy. I'm like, y'all really need to put me on the clock. Well, you got life fucked up, shit. And then we drinking, chilling. And the bartender at some point, you know, while we talking about her dusty ass manager, at some point, she's telling us how this is her last night. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done after this. I'm thinking, okay. So the motherfucker who in front of us, she ain't working here no more. And they ain't been fucking with us. And if, if okay, y'all might notice if you were a fan of the podcast for a while. Because I done told you maybe about the story about me stealing all the lighters out of Easy Go or some shit like that. But I get a little klepto when I get real drunk. I'll ne- just, just to be clear. I never steal from anybody like a person. If I'm in your house and I get that drunk urge to steal, I'll just move something in your house. You know, like I'll just take something from your house and put it somewhere else in your house where you'll find it later. And that kind of scratches that urge to steal when I get fucked up because I don't like to steal from people who I fuck with because that's trash. Like who the fuck steals from people who they fuck with? Do you really fuck with people if you'll steal from them? A message to anyone who's ever stolen from someone who you call your friend. You not really friends, bro. You wouldn't defend that. Anyway, but from a business, from a place, oh, if I get a little fucked up, they could get it. I don't give a fuck if Chili's got to buy more cups, nigga. Fuck Chili's. So off top, I'm like, I got to get me one of these Presidente shakers. So I get me. But but actually, let me let me rewind. Oh, yeah. No, that is about the way that it worked out. I'm sitting there thinking I'm definitely taking one of these Presidente shakers. Then, after, I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. That's what it was. I had to piss. So, I go to the bathroom. I go pee or whatever. I'm walking out the bathroom. And I see the little, you know, the little computers that they got on the tables. You play the games and order your appetizers and stuff. I just see one just sitting there on the table. And I'm thinking to myself, as much as these niggas ain't been paying attention to shit, I bet you I could steal this motherfucker. 
So I take it and I sit it on the, I take, I pick it up and I just walk it right. Like I don't even hide what I'm doing. I just walk it and I just sit it right on the little bench by the front door. And then I go sit back at the bar and we finish having our drinks or whatever. We drinking, drinking or whatever. Then, um, then we, uh, we get ready to leave. I grab the two Presidente shakers. I'm like, the bartender is washing dishes. I literally look up. I'm like, you ain't even got to wash these. <laughs> Took some bitches. Then get to the front. Whoop. Grab the little computer. They bought out the motherfucking dough. Why I got two Presidente shakers and that Chili's computer in my car right now? What the fuck am I going to do with that shit? Bruh, I, whatever. But the point is, I was that level of drunk last night. Then I came home. Fix me some food. I don't even remember cooking the food at all, y'all. I don't remember cooking the food at all. I I made me some of them little them chicken cordon blue joints. And y'all know if y'all know what I'm talking about. If y'all used to eat them or you still do, I fuck with the bitches hard. But anyway, threw some of them in the air fryer and then had, had me some little frozen Brussels sprouts and, and with the butter sauce. Them bitches be hitting. Niggas, bro, niggas had me thinking Brussels sprouts was nasty. Brussels sprouts are not nasty, y'all. Brussels sprouts are really delicious. Y'all are tripping. Y'all are bugging. You basic chicken tender eating bitches if you don't fuck with the Brussels. Man, with the, with the, the frozen joints with the butter sauce, you could get some, get them on your own, slice them up, cook some bacon, cook the Brussels sprouts in the motherfucking bacon grease, nigga. Throw the bacon back up in that bitch. Season the bitches with just a little bit of salt and pepper. You don't even need much when you when you use the bacon grease because you know you already sodiumed up in that motherfucker. Them shits be slapping, bro. The crispy Brussels sprouts with the bacon? Y'all ain't eating vegetables. Y'all looking at me like, whoa, you so tall. I bet you short, nigga. You wasn't eating your vegetables. You wasn't, you know, you wasn't having a full and balanced dietary consumption when you was young. And now you paying the price. You a little nigga out here. I eat Brussels sprouts. Six four. <laughs> but anyway I cooked that shit Don't even remember cooking it Ate that shit And I got these cups If You, you know the cups that they give you in the hospital The plastic cups uh, The little clear plastic joints with the blue handle The 64 ounce joint Or the 32 ounce joints I probably drank three of these bitches last night Just waking up Walking to the water cooler Filling this bitch up Chugging that hoe But I was cool I was like I don't feel sick or nothing I'm just crazy dehydrated Woke up this morning I had to go to work I was cool, made good money, was was bearing through it. I didn't have no food on my stomach. I literally didn't eat anything. Still, all I've eaten is a bowl of Special K red berries. Also, a very slept on cereal. Not top tier. Well, not not top, but top tier. It's in the top tier cereals, man. Real talk. Uh, Anyway. But yeah, made it to work and shit. Got off work. Came here. And I wasn't going to take a nap. Because for real, y'all got to tell y'all something else. One of my homegirls, bro, she done dropped the the after pictures of her taking care of herself, you know what I'm saying, working out, eating better and all that shit. Got a nigga crazy motivated. I was like, bro, I'm tripping. This going to be a little a little sidebar for real, for real. And I don't know, if you ever been in this situation, you will feel me. But some of y'all may not. I, I'm, I'm curious on how y'all, what y'all feel on this or whatever. If you was fat before, so I was fat before. You know what I'm saying? I'm 280 in high school. I'm I mean like from probably 
sixth sixth grade is probably when I started to gain a little bit of weight. I probably wouldn't have called. I probably wouldn't have felt like nobody else really, really started to notice until like seventh, eighth grade. But even like now, because it's a picture of me, Kobe, a DJ where I'm I'm already kind of chubby. I just wore really big clothes. Uh, you know, it was the 90s. It was the style. I wasn't trying to hide the fact that I was fat. I was fucking fly. Y'all could eat dicks. Y'all don't think I was. But anyway, in the elementary school, middle school, I started picking up weight. And I was pretty much big my whole life. Except for like one point in my 20s, I had got down to like the size I am now. But like I stayed that size for maybe six, seven months and then pretty much picked all the way back up. And I've been around... Like minimum, I'll probably say my average weight, even as an adult, was probably like 230, 230, 250. And that was because I had lost some weight since high school, but I was still heavy. So by the time I really lost weight and actually got down to like the weight that I'm at now. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I have been fat so long. Being skinny is so much better than being fat. Y'all don't understand if you've never been fat that. You don't even care that you're not in shape. You're like, I'll just be skinny. You know what I'm saying? Fuck this shit. I ain't fat no more. I could get my clothes all easy and shit. And it's just, it's just a different vibe. You just, I don't know. It take a while of being skinny before you start to really look and be like, damn, okay. I'm still not to the point that I want to be though. You know, and not even on no uh, like super vain type shit or nothing like that. To me, kind of it's more of it's more indicative of the work that you're willing to put into yourself. To me, it all kind of like encompasses itself. I was saying like the meditation and the yoga I was doing. I said I was going to start back doing, but did not. But I'm actually going to start back after this episode. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, That actually working out. And focusing on, you know, improving your body in different ways. To me, it's just investing in yourself. And that's something that I said I was going to do this year. And I said I was going to prioritize. And that shit just got me crazy, crazy motivated. So that's a life goal of mine. I'm going to use this as part of accountability. I'm going to check in with y'all and let y'all know if I've been doing this shit or how I've been doing, what days I've been missing. I'm going to try and kind of make that a running thing that I always do uh, on the podcast. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the whole deal with that. I just, I feel like other people who have been in similar situations might could, could kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, relate. Yeah. Maybe they can relate to that a little bit. Um, I think like, I wonder who else has that in different situations. Uh, do women deal with that? Who? You know, some women I feel like be kind of skinny growing up and then they put on a little bit of weight and then they start to, they kind of like where it going in certain places, but then they get a little comfortable with that way. And I'm not saying that to say that I have an issue with it one way or another. I'm just saying that I have seen like the attitude from women who I know who grew up kind of skinny, who ever ended up kind of like getting a little heavier, but they got a little thicker when they got heavier was like that heaviness was worth the thickness. You know what I'm saying? Like, they was not tripping on being big. They Like, I'm thick as fuck. I'm thick and fine. I used to be skinny and y'all didn't fuck with me. That'd be the energy that I feel like I get from them. I'm not saying it from really a perspective of how I feel about it at all. I feel like, to be honest, 
even just to this is just riddled with sidebars. I don't even remember how we got to this place. Who who who, who the fuck cares? Um, but even when it comes to how people say like they have a certain preference and da 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 da. How even for me personally, I can't even say that I have a preference when it comes to like how how big or not or or how big or skinny a girl is because it all just depends on how you carry your weight. For me, as far as like how I'm attracted to you, and not even like it doesn't really have any set boundaries. I've had, you know, that's why I feel like when people say like, oh, I only fuck with this or I only fuck with that, I be like, I don't really think you believe that. I don't think that's really true. You would probably fuck with somebody who's outside of what you would consider your typical, you know, range, I guess, if you would stop being so set on the fact that you don't do certain shit. But I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe that don't have nothing to do with it or whatever. But the whole point was, uh, that's where I'm at with it now, as far as, like, taking care of myself, uh, investing in myself in that way. Um, That's my goal. Uh, Also, uh, like I said, I'm tired as fuck because I got too drunk last night and was stealing shit from Chili's and... Uh, now here we are, you know, doing the podcast with y'all, but I'm here on time because, you know, I made this a priority and that shit is fucking important. When you make something a priority and you just say, I'm going to do this shit, you got to keep doing it because the first time you miss one, the first time you miss one, and this is with anything, this is, this is actually Dre taking a second to give advice for whatever reason. If you if you set your mind to something, you make a plan, you make a new routine, you make a new goal, anything like that. While you working towards it, you cannot skip steps. You cannot miss anything because the misses build up so much faster than the successes, than the makes. You'll be you miss one episode. You know, if you if, if you want to just use the podcast, when I was first starting, I missed one episode, y'all, and it'll be a month before y'all get another one. If I miss one thing, it just snowballs. But but once you keep it going, if you just make yourself do this shit, it kind of gets to a point where it feels so mandatory that you make more space for it. And that's what I feel like uh, I've started to kind of come to with the podcast now. It's a little bit easier to uh, kind of give these these bigger episodes or these longer episodes or whatever, or these more episodes, being more consistent with the episodes, should I say? But anyway, um, man, the intro we so we so long on in the intro, y'all might not get a real nigga story time. Yeah, you will. We just won't do. We won't. No, because I want to do black Twitter debates because I oh my God, I seen some stupid ass shit on the fucking Internet today. Uh, Oh, shit. Fuck it. Long episode today. I'm gonna give you all a break. We coming back with real nigga story time. Then we're going to do the main episode. I'm gonna stop treating y'all like I don't do the episode notes in the bio and like it's a secret what the episode is about. Uh. We'll do a real nigga story time. Then the episode we'll talk about. Uh, I haven't had a chance to fuck with y'all on the Ryan Coogler shit. I think that it's a lot of little things on that that I want to touch on. It's like a really weird situation because the blank teller, the bank teller is black. I think the manager was black. Uh, they in Atlanta, so everybody in that bitch is blickety. Um, but the whole situation was still mad shady. Um, I was actually gonna do this episode 
on Deshaun Watson and Chris Brown because Deshaun Watson just got off on that civil suit or on the criminal case. He still got the civil suits pending, but he just got off on the criminal case with them 22 accusers saying that he was like sexually assaulting the massage ladies. And then Chris Brown dropped a little audio with a girl who was saying that he raped her talking about, can I come through for some more dick? So I really do want to talk about those things. And I think that you'll actually be surprised by how I feel about the second one more than anything. But I think that that will be something for the subscribers. I think that they'll get that um, on Saturday. Um, and instead, y'all will get some of this Ryan Coogler action. action. <laughs> Ryan Coogler action. Uh, a real nigga story time and some black Twitter debates. You're still going to get a really solid fucking episode because, you know, it gets down like that. But anyway, we're going to have a short break. We'll be right back with Real Nigga Story Time. Real Nigga Story Time. Real Nigga Story Time. All right. Real Nigga Story Time for this episode. So, if you've been following the episodes, if you've been following the podcast, you know I got an uncle and you know he's a crackhead. I mean, I have several uncles, but you know that I got one of them and he's a crackhead. And the fact that he's a crackhead is like the most noteworthy thing about him in my mind. There's other things about him. He's not just a crackhead, but as far as his place in the family, you know, everybody has their role. You know, there's the provider, you know, there's the gay auntie. You know what I'm saying? There's the gay uncle. There's because, you know. Motherfuckers be acting like it's not a lot of gay people. They be like, all these gay people on TV. But like, go get your family. It's a lot of gay people. Anyway, you know, there's your Christian auntie, big mama, you know what I'm saying? Granny, whatever you call them, you know what I'm saying? Your oldest granny, papa, you know what I'm saying? Your oldest papa, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you call them, pappy, granddaddy, whatever y'all call them. So you got your granny, your papa, you got your rich aunties, you got your uh, broke cousins, you got your bougie cousins. You know, you got all of these different categories is what I'm saying. And within all those categories, you also had the crackhead uncle. And so whenever I talk about this nigga, he's just the crackhead uncle because that's all that's relevant for the story's sake, for the family's sake. So anyway, back in the day, you know what I'm saying? I'm trapping. I'm, saying, I'm trapped Lord Dre. I'm making all this motherfucking money. I'm serving bricks throughout the city type shit. Gang, gang. Nah. <laughs> that is basically what was occurring, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just fucking with y'all. Um, So... When I was selling weed, it was always this weird kind of dynamic between me and my family because they would always be like, where are you getting your money from? And I would be like, uh, you know, here and there. I was just make up really outlandish, ridiculous reasons how I was. So yeah, sometimes I'd be like, oh, you know, I got a good amount of money back on my income taxes. I just been kind of chilling on that, you know. And one time I think I told my grandpa, I was, I was, I was like, I'll be having 2K tournaments over there. And I'll just be winning all the time. You know, I'm, I'm off work. I done got to where I'm, I'm, real, I'm real good. And don't get me wrong. I was over at the crib busting them niggas ass in 2K all day long. Niggas can ask about me. Motherfuckers was getting ran through in that bitch. Niggas was sucking. Niggas suck. You niggas suck, bro. When the, when the girls who come to the crib know you suck, you know you suck, nigga. That's all I'm saying. It was niggas who broke. Because I, tell, I told y'all I like to keep the ratio popping. I always kept girls at the crib. It was always women at the house. I still play the game and do my thing. It's nothing. You can make the environment still lit and still do your own little thing. My whole point is still, it don't make no motherfucking sense. Y'all niggas was coming to the crib to play 2K, getting your ass beat so bad and so often that the girls at the house knew you sucked as soon as you picked the sticks up. 
Ridiculous. Unacceptable. Get your ass up out of here. Anyway. Anyway. Um... I was making up all these lies about how I got my little bread or whatever. And my uncle, you know, he a crack. He really, so you ever seen Paid in Full? He's Uncle Ice. He's hating ass Uncle Ice, bro. So he be all trying to tell my grandparents, like, you know Dre money. You know he's, that's not how he's really making his money. You know that he's over there doing other stuff, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, my nigga, I'm not over here smoking crack and stealing from Granny and Papa. So the fuck? Could you please? My man's is like, at this point, my man's is like 55 years old, 56 years old, hating on a 20-year-old who just trying to get his little bread up on some hating nigga shit because you over here begging these niggas for money all the time, even though you a grown-ass man calling, talking about, oh, I can't make my car payment. Oh, they about to kick me out my apartment. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that crackhead motherfucker. God damn, hating ass nigga. Anyway, so broke ass fucking Ricky was about to uh was about to get kicked out his fucking apartment again because he's a fucking crackhead. Even he wasn't even smoking crack anymore at the time. That's why I always call him a crackhead because even after he stopped smoking crack, the crackhead tendencies never stopped. Never. So anyway, he's over there broke as fuck at this apartment and he's when he moved he had this big ass bed that literally don't even fit inside his fucking apartment that he can't even fucking afford so it's in storage sitting outside of his shit or whatever and he's trying to find a way to make some money or whatever and i find out that he's a uh that he's or no my mom tells me that he's got that bed over there because i was about to i was talking about like i'm gonna buy me a new bed when i come back from vacation because i was going to padre for like a week or something like when i come back i'm gonna buy me a new bed my uh, mom was like, well, before you buy a new bed, you might want to hit Ricky up because Ricky has a bed over there and you could basically buy it from him or whatever. So I'm like, OK, like I'll buy Ricky's bed. It's, it's And I know one thing about Ricky, he's a crackhead, but he does have nice stuff. He likes nice stuff. So whenever he buys something, you can always bet that it's going to be good quality shit. He'd be blowing his money on shit like that now, but whatever. It doesn't even matter. So I'm like. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the um the 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 bed from him, but I'm gonna get it when I get back. My nigga didn't have nobody lined up to get the bed. It wasn't like he put somebody off so that I could get the bed or nothing like that. So it don't matter when I get it. It, it don't make no sense to me to spend seven hundred dollars of my money right before. And it don't fucking matter if I had it. Just just to be clear, because that's that's like the moral of the story as far as he's concerned. Is that, oh, Dre over there with all this money doing this, that, and the third. He had the money to give me right then. It don't fucking matter what I had to give you right then. I didn't want the bed right then. So, anyway, my mom tells him or tells my grandma, whatever. Somehow he hears that I'm going to get that bed from him. So, immediately, he does this. You know how crackheads be? Well, when you going to get the bed? When you going to get this bed? When you going to get this bed? Because he need the money. Because he need the money, right? But I'm like. I wasn't going to get the bed until I got back because I don't need it. It don't make sense for me to buy a bed three days before I go on vacation to just be sitting there. I'll just get it when I come back. So he's blowing me up, bothering me, bothering me. So I'm like, whatever, dude. I was like, I'll come bring you like three, four hundred dollars and I'll come get the bed right now. And then I'll give you the rest of the money when I get back. Because it's like, if you're going to make me give you if you need this money so bad, I'm going to take the bed. Right. But if you, I wasn't pressed for the bed. You was pressed for the money. 
So anyway, so I bring him like his little 350, 400. It's probably 350. I probably was like, I'll give you half now, half when I get back. It's probably what I said. So I give him 350. We come get to bed, everything cool, whatever. I leave for vacation. Like two, three days before I come back, this nigga texting me. Uh, can I get the other half of that money today? My nigga, what did I tell you? What? I told you. When I come back, I will bring you that money. Like, when I get back, I'll give you the 350 or whatever. So, he like, okay, okay, cool, 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 whatever. He hits me up another time while I'm there. I'm just, I just ignore the shit. Then, like, the day I get back, he calling me. Already calling me, bothering me. Um. So... Um, I'm really just getting annoyed, y'all. I'm not even going to cap. I'm really getting irritated right now because I bought this bed from you to help you out to begin with, bro. I didn't, it. I needed a bed. I was going to get a bed. I don't want to make it seem like it was just purely out of the kindness of my heart. It was a mutually beneficial situation at first. But nigga now you bothering me you really pissing me off and getting on my nerves because you keep bothering me about this little three hundred dollars and it was probably pissing me off more because it was only three hundred dollars y'all i'm not even gonna lie if it had been more money it probably would have pissed me off less but it's i will literally give someone else your three hundred dollars right now if you keep fucking bothering me type shit so then this nigga calls my fucking granny y'all i'm i'm still if i'm back y'all they don't even know I'm back yet type shit. Like if I'm back in town, they still think I'm on the way back because I've been back that little amount of time before I get a phone call talking about Ricky said da 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 I know your 56 year old ass because that nigga like 60 now. He's still a 60 year old dumb ass. Bruh, fuck that nigga. I know your old ass did not call granny and tell on me about some shit that I told you I wasn't even going to fucking give you until I got back. Say less, bro. Don't even worry about it. You could go stand on the corner and suck dicks for your $300, bro. I will never give you that money. I'll never, ever, 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 ever give you that motherfucking money. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. And I feel like I may have told a condensed version of that story before in the podcast, but y'all needed the whole version of that motherfucker. Because at the end of the day, whenever motherfuckers are calling me later on talking about Ricky says you never gave him that $300, bitch, you never gave me my money back whenever you borrowed that bread from me after you took me to the Cowboys game and you asked me for that money and you took it to smoke crack because you a fucking crackhead. So I don't give a fuck, nigga. That's my 300 plus interest, nigga. That's the interest for the 50 that you brought on my paperboy money with your crack head ass bye all right y'all so by now i'm sure you've seen uh this shit with ryan coogler you know my nigga wakanda forever you know what i'm saying director of the black panther movie um this shit actually happened in January. It's just all the tapes just came out. And I think it's crazy because I feel like he knew. Before I even say anything, let me just let all the footage come out so motherfuckers can just have everything. You know, because motherfuckers like to run with their own little version of what happened and shit. And I don't think that he wanted anything even said until. I mean, he probably going to have a civil case on him anyway. He's probably not going to say anything. He's probably just going to let. 
Let motherfuckers talk about what they can actually see. Um, one of the craziest things about this whole situation is that, you know, usually, I ain't gonna lie, when I first heard it, this might have been on white people do this. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, some white lady done called the fucking police on my nigga Ryan Coogler for trying to withdraw his own money. So apparently he walks up to the people, just in case you don't know, he walks up to the to the teller, gives her the slip, um, and then it's got a note on the back that says, basically, it's like, be discreet, you know, I want to withdraw $12,000 from my account, please be discreet or whatever, like, don't count it in the front. He gives her his debit card, his PIN number, and here his ID, and then she goes to the back. Because this is just wildly suspicious to her. She's like, so I'm like, this has got to be a white lady. There's no way this isn't a white lady. And I tell my daughter this all the time. All your skin folk ain't your kin folk. Because she really, I mean, this, how is you not a white lady and you do some shit like this? How is you black and you about to, okay, so. I would love to like let myself speak for I. This is one of the things where really so much of it speaks for itself. I'm I really am just going to let a lot of it do so. Um, I can't put into words how stupid she is and how nonsensical it made for her to call the police. Her manager, she goes to her manager. Her manager tells her she's uncomfortable to call the police, which to me is even the managers at fault there too, because you just passed the book on it. You didn't want to be the, you was on some shit. Like you was on some pussy ass nigga shit. Cause you didn't want to go out there and just look and see if it was actually a threatening situation at all. You could have just took over for it. You could have just said, I'll go to the back. And they saying, oh, she was pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I don't give a fuck. Well, y'all, y'all tell me if you give a fuck. When you hear the 911 call, I'm going to play a, a little piece of the 911 call. Uh, and even the 911 dispatcher is like, uh, are you sure about this? So I just feel like the bank manager should have at least had the same level of curiosity, I guess, if you want to put it that way, that the fucking... 911 dispatcher had because that's not even her job her job is just to call the police and she's literally almost like wanting to discredit this woman's story before she even gets started listening to her not even hearing the sense in the shit because it ain't no sense in the shit but anyway i'm gonna just i'm gonna let y'all listen to the 911 call i didn't feel comfortable so he told me to call police while he i guess saw what is the what's on the note ma'am um, it just says, I want to withdraw $12,000, um, just be discreet. Is this an actual customer, or are they trying to rob the bank? They had a debit card, and he inserted it. He gave me a California ID, but I was like, okay, um, I was like, how do you, I was like, how do you want the cash back? And he's like, just look at the note. And he had no weapons, correct? Not that I know of. He just has on black sunshades and a black, uh, um, a black hat. Is he a black male, white male? He's a black male. And every time I ask him like a question, he's like, look at the note. So, oh, okay. 
But he inserted his debit card, and then I asked for his ID. He handed me his ID as a California ID. But I didn't look at his name because I'm just, like, so shook up. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do. So I just told him, give me one moment. You know, I have to get my managers. Okay, so none of his information was even verified. Okay. He might just want to be discreet, but I have police around. Yeah, I mean, he might. Y'all, this ain't supposed to be funny at all, but if this ain't the... Y'all, just am I tripping that she's the dumbest bitch that ever existed to me? What? From the, like, the whole call, she's basically just describing a bank transaction with a nigga who wants to be discreet. I don't even understand. Me, nor the 911 dispatcher, understand at any point during this call where she's reporting a crime. Literally. At, at what point... Are, she says... At one point, okay, so first of all, she she describes exactly what happened. She's like, he hands me a deposit slip with a note on the back that says, I'd like to withdraw $12,000. Can you please be discreet? And then she's like, he hands me his debit card, puts in his pen, gives me the ID. Like, everything's cool right now. Nobody's made no one's made any sudden movements. Nobody's doing anything wrong. Nothing. So then she's like, well, <laughs> the the dispatcher says, this is everything the dispatcher says to me is like, she can't even fathom the call she's on. She says, is this an actual customer or are they trying to rob the bank? <laughs> and the girl basically is like, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one. But when I ask him questions, he just tells me to look at the note. The note that says to be discreet. Like When I ask him more probing questions about his $12,000 withdrawal, he's like, nah, look look at the note and what the note says. Because the note says to be discreet. By the way, I, I mean, just while we're talking about it, if you came to rob the bank, would you only rob it for, would you, would you, would you lead with your debit card and ID? Number one, would you, is that the vibes? Here's my debit card and ID. I'd like this very specific amount of money. I'm actually pretty sure that when niggas go to rob a bank, I never robbed a bank before. I'm sure niggas have like a little, like a target in mind. They're like, you know, I'm trying to hit this time. I'm trying to get at least 50 racks. I'm trying to come out with at least whatever. But I didn't think that that's what they did. I didn't think they walked in and asked the teller, Oh, can I please steal 50,000 of your dollars, please? I thought it was a lot. Even the ones who do it on the low, I thought the note was usually like, give me fill this bag up with money and don't say shit or I'll blow your fucking head off. I didn't think it was, I'd like to discreetly withdraw $12,000 from my personal checking account. That's just not the way that I thought bank robberies went. And I'm pretty sure that the dispatcher feels the same way I do. At a point, she even sighs. You go back and listen to it. There's a point in the 911 call where she says, oh, God. Like, she doesn't even want to do this. There's a point where the girl calling 911 actually says, I don't know what he was trying to do. 
He's trying to discreetly withdraw $12,000 from his checking account. He's been pretty clear with you for the entire experience here. What he was looking to do here and what the goals were. I thought it was pretty obvious what we was doing in this situation. I didn't think that it was that difficult. You you read the note and you said you understood what there's. Listen, this is and this to me is the craziest part of the 911 call. When the girl's talking to the dispatcher and she says, he gave me his ID. She says, but I didn't even look at the name. And that's why the 911 dispatcher says, so you didn't even verify his identity. My nigga, did you just decide that you was getting robbed that morning? That bitch woke up this morning, nervous as fuck, knowing she was getting robbed. She was just like, I feel it in my bones. Somebody is going to come and try and rob this motherfucker. It's been, it's been too good. I've been working here for however long. I've never been robbed before. It's a lot of robberies going on. It's my day. I know it is. Because nothing signaled robbery except her calling 911 saying there was a robbery in practice. Like, nothing else robbery was occurring. So the last thing that the 911 operator says is, Okay, I mean, he might just want to be discreet, but police are en route. So now the police are on the way. And police gonna police. You know, American police is gonna police. You know they pulling up, and you know how they coming. They pull up, <laughs> draw the glocks down. Excuse me, sir, can we talk to you for a minute? Handcuff my nigga, take him outside. Now... The police are like Bill Cosby. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. I don't necessarily mean they be drugging women and raping them. But y'all remember there was a point in this podcast where I said, basically, Bill Cosby's a monster, but we waited until this nigga was blind and couldn't even hardly walk up the steps and back to put him in jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have just let the nigga die at this point. And then he got out and was on some, I would like to publicly support Lil Boosie and thank him for his support of me. And then like said some other shit and doubled down on some I'm a monster shit. And I'm like, see, this is why I should have just shut the fuck up. This is why I should have just never even considered having your back in any way because I knew what you was about. And for whatever reason, I had this dumb inclination to support your stupid ass anyway. And it wasn't even support, but it was just, I don't know. I just love the Cosby show. Y'all, I guess I was just trying to find a way to still fuck with it. But anyway, that doesn't even fucking matter. Um, the point is it didn't take two weeks for me saying that shit for that motherfucker to make me look like a dickhead because when I first saw this whole encounter before I watched the, the footage of him actually getting detained I was actually kind of thinking if you're the police you do kind of have to show up with the guns out though right because like if this nigga really is robbing the bank and they didn't hear the 911 call they just get the dispatch all they know is that it's a, it's a robbery in pro- progress perhaps or whatever it's a black male who looks like this. They, they That's who it is, obviously. They pull up with the guns or whatever uh, and take them outside. So I was actually kind of like, not on a side, but kind of thinking, you know, I, I figured that's just kind of like procedure type shit, right? But what ensues afterwards, once they detain him, is why I will always be like, fuck the police. Because at this point, imagine being Ryan Coogler. You were sitting there minding your business, 
trying to discreetly get money out of the bank and you literally are being at this moment detained but it feels like getting arrested you just got guns drawn on you and now you getting taken outside by the police for trying to take your own money out your account there's and this is really the conversation that i wanted to have about this the other parts of it i feel like have been talked about enough but being a black man and having an encounter with the police and deal with the police is so fucking frustrating because no matter what they will always try and make the fact that you're dealing with them your fault and can never just eat the fact that there's not a better way to do this that they could have easily just came up to my nigga and been like once they figured out that this was all some bullshit they could have just just been on some genuine we apologize for the inconvenience for you your your baby nurse because this is the thing is that he's got his daughter's his baby's nurse and his security guard outside they've already been detained and they're in the back of police cars as well so now you got somebody who works for you like that's embarrassing as fuck even though she knows it's not like she think it's his fault it doesn't matter it's still embarrassing to have to go through that and have somebody you work for go through that off on some i was black shit and honestly i will just say this it doesn't matter that that teller was black if he wasn't this doesn't happen and it sucks that it don't always be white people that perpetuate the bullshit but it's still the same bullshit if he was a white man that never fucking happened she just discreetly gives him his fucking money but anyway i want y'all to hear a little bit of this police interaction i got it kind of broken up to kind of you know highlight a few different things of it so hold on this is the first clip so basically we got a call and uh from what we got the call it seemed like someone was trying to rob the bank uh something about you passing a note to the teller something to that effect uh can you just tell me what's going on or yeah bro It's a, it's, a, it's a medical assistant that works in my house that prefers me paying in cash. Every time I make a withdrawal to pay her, you know, because it's a, a large amount, she works a lot. Yeah. You know, if I if I don't if I don't write down on a note how much I went out, and then I don't want it ran through the money counter right there at the desk, the whole bank ends up looking at me because they just hearing money going through the money through the account, and I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe getting money out like that. So every time I go to withdraw it. You know, I, I put that, I put the amount, the account I want to take and all that, gotcha. and I put my own card in, and then they, and then they usually take. I mean, I, I always just, just get the, get the money from them. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh, I, I, I don't understand. So you, you make, on. you make. Well, that's like I said, that's the reason why we're out here, and that's the reason why we detained everybody because we didn't know exactly what was going on. So you make but I, was trying, but I, but I mean, I, I gotta be honest with you, man. Y'all, y'all never, like, y'all never asked me what was going on. So yeah, well, unfortunately, we in, in those situations. All right, so so far, basically, what, what we hearing is, so far, I'm like, this is what I would expect. Basically, they got him outside. The police officers asking him, you know, what's going on. This is why we got you here. Whatever, whatever. And up until now, I'm not going to cap. It's not a ton different that I feel like the police could have done. They got the call. All of this up until this point, I'm still blaming the bitch who made that dumbass call. Because this is just how the police police. They don't, you know what I'm saying? We can talk, have a larger conversation about why the police ain't shit and why policing is flawed all day long. But according to how the police police, 
they're going to pull up. They're going to take him outside. They didn't shoot that nigga dead. So that's really a gold star for modern policing because he's not dead. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, that's a real bonus nowadays. But anyway, they took him outside. They like, this is why we got you here. What's going down? He's explaining himself. Now, from this moment on, the police start doing little shit that I feel like people don't pay enough attention to and they don't understand why, especially as a black man, it is so difficult to deal with the police because they just don't respect us like people. Like they really, really don't. So I'm a, there's no, all I did was cut this. There's nothing happened in between what he was just saying and what happened, what, what starts to happen next. So check this out. Where's your ID? In this pocket? In this? Is your ID in this pocket? Just hang tight. How? Sir, so the reason that we don't... Officer, officer. Just give me a sec, man. I got you. Go ahead. Do you need to get some first aid? You need to take the mask off for a second to get some first aid? Okay. I got a five-month-old baby at home, bro. I don't want to take my mask off, bro. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I'm just trying to manage my emotions right now. I understand. You know I understand. So, um, like I was, uh, I was about to tell you, um, the reason we don't uh, come out and, and and unfortunately, the the seriousness of the call doesn't allow us oh, to. Officer, let me ask you a question, sir. Yes, sir. You're talking to me right now, and I'm cuffed in the back of the car. Yeah. My team's driver's cuffed. Yeah. I'm in the back of the car. Yeah. And and and, and my baby nurse that takes care of my baby is cuffed in the back of the car. Yeah. Is there any reason we can have this conversation once you get these cuffs off everybody? Yeah. I mean, back to being chill, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. Is there that's any fine. reason for that, bro? Yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll go ahead and. All right, so two things here. Well, more than two things, several things here. This is where I started to get irritated already because I've just dealt with the police so many times that I really understand one of the things that police do to you is act like you not right for your emotional state when they dealing with you like they try and play you to the left as though the fact that you in this heightened sense isn't because of how they responded to the situation because even though i just said the fact that they pulled their guns out at first i'm not i'm i'm really not faulting them for it because they don't know shit yet right but now that you know you've heard the story you see what's going on now that you do know you still not giving this man his space for having just been confronted with two weapons. He didn't even see him walking up. If you actually watch the video of them coming, he's not even looking when the police walk up. He hears the gun get cocked behind him and then realizes the police are there. That shit will, that shit sends your body into a different level of, of like overdrive of heightened awareness. You are, you are lit. You are wired. When some shit like that happens and you trying so hard to calm your nerves, especially if you black and you dealing with the police, because, you know, the more nervous I look or the more I show distress, the more they're going to see that as potentially aggressive. So I have to try and compose myself while I'm just being flooded with all of these endorphins and shit, just ready to go whole body just on edge. Right. So he's already. But but through that, because it. It is so taxing sometimes. Y'all don't understand uh, to be black. It's just hard to be black all the time sometimes. It's just. He already had to go through that and had to and had to 
not this is not like some superpower that Ryan Coogler has that he understood that he needed to be present enough to explain the situation until he felt like he was safe. That is like a requirement of this. When you live like looking like this, living where we live, you got to be like that. So he calmly explains to the officers the whole shit that goes down or whatever, right? Then the officer starts, can I get your ID? I need your ID. Pressing them all in this space. He's still on this. He's still wired like this. And now the officer's all in this space. Can I get your ID? Where's your ID? Is it in this, is it in this pocket? Wherever. He's still like, can you just chill? Like the other officer who's talking, he's already peeping that like all of this space and all of this extra stuff is just making the situation hype. So the crazy thing is, is that the nigga who's talking is is like a raggedy ass officer too, but he's at least in this moment trying to not make the situation escalate any farther. He's like, you know, you know, back off, give him a second, let him breathe basically. Um, so then... Ryan is like, like he, cause he's my nigga. We on first name basis now. Me and my nigga Ryan. My nigga <laughs> Ryan, like, he has to bring it to the officer's attention that, okay, basically, and this is their fucking job to me. You've assessed that there's no danger in this situation now, right? So you got me and all my staff handcuffed in the back of police cars. Is there any reason why that still needs to be the case? Is there any reason why you can't uncuff me and you could just talk to me like a person now, like an upstanding citizen is basically what he says, because you have now ascertained that I pretty much haven't done shit wrong. So there's really no reason for you not to. So the officer's like, okay, right? And he does it. But even in letting him do it, watch out, watch how it goes. And y'all, this is real time. The police have not been dealing with this nigga for 30, 45 minutes. And he's just been not letting this shit go and being a dick about everything. It's literally been six, seven minutes since they first cuffed him. Officer's already irritated that he wants to be treated like a person. Like, yeah, 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 we can do that. You hear the way he says, yeah, 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 we can do that. Uncuff him. Yeah, 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 we can do that. Like, since you bitching and complaining. Yeah, 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 we can do that. Bitch ass nigga. So hold on, hold on. Look, to, to, on to the next clip of these bitch-ass niggas. Man, and, and the officers that were arresting, I was trying to communicate that with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got, I got, I reached for my badge. I got my ID hanging on my hip. I got you. You know what I'm saying? It's hanging on my hip. Yeah. You feel me? Like, it's not, I, I got it in my bank card. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I, 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 we showed up because the call was uh, came in. I, I, I understand. Yeah. That somebody fucked up. Yeah. That's all I know. So to me, this is like where the attitude really starts to shift. Like where it really starts to become different as far as from the officers. There's I cut a big piece out because it's really basically just them uncuffing them and he he tells them that he needs he he needs they they names or whatever because you know they all involved in this incident and rightfully so he wants to make sure that if it was anything fucked up you know that it's it's taken care of so he he asked for everybody's names they irritated by the fact that he's asking for their names or whatever um and then he just kind of starts to explain like his position on a little bit more and then one thing i think that was important that he says is that he has his id badge hanging on his hip like 
my nigga, at what point does he look like a bank robber? Who walks into rob a bank with their ID on their hip? You know what I'm saying? And that, this is where his mind is coming from. This is the position where he's in, where he's like, I'm not fitting the description for anything in any of this. I'm just minding my business and y'all are really here fucking with me. You know, and I'm I'm in this state and I'm frustrated and yeah, whatever. But the fact that the police didn't become agitated by the fact that he's agitated. I mean, he even speaks to the fact and part of the thing that I cut off, he's talking about uh, the girl who works for him. He's like, I don't know if she's ever had to deal with nothing like this before and da 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 just kind of speaking more to what I was saying about how it's more than just a minor inconvenience. You know, that shit is embarrassing as fuck. It's, it's whatever, man. So that's, that's how I feel on that note. Right. Um, then, like I said, this is when the attitude really switches up with the police and the fo- police almost start to, in my opinion, get kind of combative with them because this is how the fucking police are. Even though my nigga wasn't doing shit, minding his motherfucking business. And this is the last clip I'll play from the actual encounter. I'm trying to take care of some personal business. And I get two hammers from Hey, uh, y'all do me a favor and give it, uh, write down all our names and put it on a paper for him. He don't have nothing to write on. Okay. Just put all of us. I've had guns going, take money on my own account. You know what I'm saying? Hey, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Just step on. Y'all do me a favor and just step on. Yeah, He's, they're writing all, y'all, all our names down. You know what I'm saying? And I need to find out who made that call in here. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm from the bank. Yeah. I, need, I need to find out who made the that's call. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. You have my right to do so. Yeah. Like I, I got, but I just want you to right. understand what, 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 what my sergeant advised you have, on the nature of the call. That's, have that's you, all I need you to understand. Have you ever okay. considered speaking to them before you make a transaction like that? Have you ever had something like this happen? Have I ever been arrested? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Wait, what? Listen to what he said. Have you ever... No, I am listening. Okay. Have you ever considered speaking to them about what it is you're trying to do prior to doing... Uh-huh. So, so, can I explain something to you? Yeah. Well, I went to CVS out here the other day. The other day. I, seen, I came outside and smelled like smoke in the, in, the, in, the, in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? I was getting a vaccine. Yeah. I'm not trying to out here, bro. Like, I'm not saying out loud how much money I'm taking that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not no, talking no. about speaking to somebody like that. I'm saying, no, no, hey, can I speak to a manager in an office somewhere? Have you ever considered I, I, doing I, I'm something I'm like that? Consider it now. That's yeah. Trying to take money off. But up, to, up to this point, every Bank of America I ever gone to, never happened. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I understand. So, so, so y'all explaining y'all perspective, right? Yeah. Y'all the ones with guns and vests. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's, what's my perspective? What's my perspective? I don't know. You at the, tell, at, the, what, at, the, at the bank. She never said it was a bro. Yeah. Like I, like I, 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 I said, hey, is that going to be okay with you? She said, yeah. I put my own car in. Put my own pen in. She asked to see my ID. I gave it to her. Yeah. And she goes in the back, and I'm waiting for the, for, for the, and then the people keep coming out. Hey, they taking care of you. They taking care of you. Everything's yeah. You know, it's sure. taking a little while. Next thing I, I hear, yeah. I hear glocks getting pulled out. That's what I hear. I hear glocks getting pulled out from unholstering. Hey, sir, can I talk to you for a minute? You know what I'm saying? You, you, so you, you see my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 I mean. So this is really my favorite part of it all. Because this is where it comes full circle to exactly what I told you happens any time you deal with the motherfucking police. Straight up. They will always try and find a way why it is your fault that you are dealing with the police. As my nigga's trying to explain his frustrations out a little bit more, which is just 
un Bates cannot deal with the fact that he needs to decompress what is going to be a traumatic situation in his life. Like that's trauma. That's trauma, y'all. That's the crazy thing about it. That's some other shit. And, and I want you to really consider this. Would you not have already understood that this man has been through a traumatic experience if he was a white woman? If a white woman had went to the bank, minded her business to withdraw $12,000 of her money, got greeted with gun, with, with the click click, with the clack clack, you know what I'm saying? And taken outside, would you not expect her to be broken in that moment? And I'm not, that's not me trying to say white women can't handle shit. Cause I know some white women who will handle that shit like some G's, you know what I'm saying? So it's just everybody different. But what I'm talking about is the societal expectation of like what people can handle. See, because we're big and black, motherfuckers think that that shit don't really bother us like that. Like, oh, it's not that big a deal that you just got the guns pulled on you. Yes, it is. You are saying you see the emotion when he really starts talking about it deeper. Like I'm trying to get money out my bank account and then y'all pull two hammers on me. You know what I'm saying? But when I talk about how they always try and make it your fault, the officer has the nerve to say, basically, have you ever considered how this is your fault? Have you ever considered how you could have done this better? Did, did you ever think of telling them a little bit more information about what you was doing before you did it so that this didn't happen to you? And my nigga sitting up here like, no, the whole point in being discreet is I don't want to talk about my transaction with them at all. No, I didn't think about that. As a matter of fact, when he first asked, when the officer first asked him the question, he doesn't even understand what he's asking him. He's like, has, has anything like this ever happened to you before? Like, well, have I ever been arrested before? Like, are you asking me, has anyone ever thought I was robbing the bank because I was trying to withdraw my money? No, that has actually never happened to me before. I'm sure you think in the life of Negro, I get the police calling me all the time. You know what I'm saying? For being too black out here. But actually, I've managed to avoid that for the last little while. Man, what the fuck? Have you ever considered... Duh, 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 duh? And then he's talking about a situation where he's sitting outside of Walgreens getting the vaccine and watching somebody get killed. Like, this shit is real out here. Motherfuckers is dying and over nothing because motherfuckers is broke. And I'm not walking out of here with 12000 in cash with everybody knowing... And I should be able to come in here and do that without the motherfucking police showing up. And you talking about, have you ever considered what you could do? That to me is the most, it's the way they talk to you. It's the way that they, they act like this is, it's your fault you here. So you should just deal with it and get over it. And then it'll all be done or whatever. I don't know what the fuck is. It's like I talk about the last time I got pulled over. I get pulled over by the police because I didn't use my turning signal on a turnaround on the highway or on the on the on the service road. Pulls me over. I'm in my work uniform. Has me roll down all the windows of my car like I got 50 niggas in here. It's just me. I'm in my work uniform. Walks up to me. Flashlight and gun drawn, puts the gun away when he pulls up, looks at me and says, uh, where are you coming from? Like, nigga, first of all, were you just about to kill me? Because I thought you might be about to kill me. Like, now I'm cool with that. And this is just like the regular shit. This is the regular encounter with the police. If you've ever been pulled over by the police, your adrenaline goes up anyway. So you like, okay, bow. And then they do the police thing, ask you a dumbass question. Start fucking with you, low-key. 
Where you come from? Nigga, my job. You don't see me in my work uniform? What the fuck are you talking about right now? Oh, okay. Well, basically, I just wanted to bother you and see what you're doing. Because, like, that's how they, like, they don't treat us like people. And that, that's really what I got from this whole encounter. I already knew it could happen to anybody. I already knew any nigga could get it. I already knew all you had to do out here was be too black and be out here living your life a little too comfortable thinking you have rights and shit like a regular ass citizen. And they'll humble your ass. Every time. Because we don't get those. We don't get that. I don't know what it is. But. Top to bottom. Who do I who do I blame for all of this? The number one culprit for this situation. Is still the girl who called. 911. It's still the girl who flagged all of this. She's the number one. She gets 70% of the. Bl- <coughs> Excuse me. She gets 70% of the blame here. Number two, the police, because they agitated the situation. They came in. They didn't have to agitate the situation. They agitated the situation because that's what the fucking police do. Number three, the manager, because at the end of the day, him being a bitch ass nigga and not want to actually just actively solve the situation, which is his motherfucking job, is the secondary reason why the police got called in to begin with, because he could have been a buffer between that. He could have just walked outside glanced at the nigga with his fucking ID on his hip and been like, he's probably not robbing us. But what the fuck ever. That's all I got on this Ryan Coogler shit, man. It's, it's fucked up. It's crazy. Wakanda forever. You know what I'm saying? Chadwick didn't die for this bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to go one more little break. I'm going to jump back in with some ridiculously stupid shit that I seen on the internet today. So we got to come back with that for Black Twitter Debates. We don't got a theme song for that motherfucker yet, but if we keep it, if I keep getting enough of these bitches, we're going to have to get a theme song cracking. We got to, we got to, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, we're going to go on a one little break and we'll be right back. Before I even say this shit, I'm convinced you motherfuckers will say anything for some goddamn attention on Twitter. I'm not even going to cap. Sometimes, I be feeling like y'all just say shit so we'll click on it and then be all arguing with each other in the comments on some dry shit that you never even believe. Sometimes I just don't think there's any possible way y'all actually believe some of the shit y'all be saying on this motherfucking app. There's no way. No way. But this time, fuck it. I fell for I'm, I'm, I, t- I took the bait. I took the bait. Whether it's real or not, I'm here and I'm looking at this shit and I'm irritated and I'm talking to y'all about it on my whole motherfucking podcast. So they win. Black Twitter wins again. This shit says. Wanting. (laughs) Wait. Okay, I'm sorry. It says. Wanting petite women is rooted in pedophilia, but okay. The next one says, do short women know how much of their attractiveness to men is related to their perceived controllability? Is that a thing y'all aren't aware of? LOL, cute. (laughs) The next one says, as a 5'10 woman who dates men, tall men, 6'4 and above, If a man doesn't see the creepiness in dating someone half their size, they're not for me. It's a red flag for me, boo. Feels a little predatorish, don't you think? 
what grown ass man, what grown man that tall, what grown man that tall pursues a girl as tall as a child? I, this shit was so stupid. I couldn't even get through reading it. These bitches is saying, yes, these bitches. I know these bitches. There's been a lot of bitches lately, y'all. Maybe I'm never going to grow out of that. Maybe I just, maybe I just don't have a problem calling some women bitches because, you know, they be saying shit like this. Not all that. I would, I'm trying. I know. I'm going to just not call no women bitches. These be the ones though, y'all. These be the ones who be making it hard out here for a pimp. First of all, bitch. First of all, uh, ma'am. Controllability? Is that a word? Did you just make up a word for your made-up ass opinion, for your made-up ass thought? If a tall nigga likes short women, he a pedophile? Do you see how some of these... I don't, it's like I don't even know where to begin to break this idiocy apart. Do I talk about the fact that it's tall kids? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, is that cool? So like... You know, if you got a kid who's tall, she's like six foot tall in the seventh, eighth grade. So like she, you could fuck her now because she's big. Cause we just, we just bigs and littles now. We not, it's not age appropriate shit. So you telling me that short bitches is only for short niggas? Like that's what the point is. So they can never have tall kids. They have to fuck with each other. If you a tall woman, you attract. If you a short woman, you attract attracted to tall niggas. You basically. A baby who like adults? I don't even understand what 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 sense does this make? Because you're short, you don't have consent anymore. You don't have the the mental faculties to be a consenting adult. Because you short, you ain't got all them ass and titties. The fuck? I didn't I didn't seen some plenty. I, I'm over here about to give y'all examples. Like I didn't seen some short women who was like some of your favorite baddies ain't short. I think Megan Good is short than a motherfucker. I think she's like 5'2 or some shit like that. So you telling me that every nigga who done smacked on Megan Good is a pedophile? What? And my baby mom, my last baby mom is six foot one. I like tall girls. I like short girls too. I, I used to I had a, I had a girl who was like 4'11, 5 foot before. We was the same height in that bed. The fuck you mean? Y'all crazy, bro. Y'all will say anything for some attention on this motherfucker. And like I said, I bit, I took the bait this time, and I, and I, are rooted in pedophilia. Wanting petite women is rooted in pedophilia. That shit. Y'all are fucking weird, bro. Why y'all beefing with each other? Is it raining outside? Damn, y'all just start raining. I had to make sure. I'm here in my house by myself. I'm leaving this in. I'm in my house by myself. I'm never home by myself, y'all. My kids are always here or something. And it just started raining. And I was smooth. I was sure that it was over. A nigga life was done. They had came. I was, I don't know what was going on. I don't know why anybody would want to come murder little old me. But they was here. All of them. Because it was, it was loud all at once. <laughs> but no, nah, for real. These motherfucking, some of these people are weird. I ain't even going to say some of these women are weird. It was women in this particular instance, but it was probably some weird ass niggas under that same post talking about, hell yeah, 
I would never. Because niggas would say anything for some virtual pussy, bro. I swear. Oh, I would never. Yeah. I'm... I'm 5'9", and I would never fuck with a bitch who is any less than 5'6", than, 5'7", than five, five, because that's, that's just weird. First of all, they was talking about tall niggas, and you're 5'9". You not gang. You not a tall nigga. Anyway, whatever. Let me. I'm, I'm getting off this shit. I really just had to let y'all know about this shit. I posted that shit on the social media, man. Y'all go argue with each other on that shit. Um... It ain't really nobody to argue. Ain't nobody following my social media that think you a pedophile for fucking on young girls. Uh, fuck, uh, well, yeah, you are a pedophile for fucking on young girls. Ain't nobody on my shit think you a pedophile for fucking on uh, short girls. The fuck? That's weird. That's weird behavior, bro. Like, you have some shit that you need to, you have some internalized shit that you need to work on. And you need to reflect and see why do you feel this way and blah, 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 blah. Because at the end of the day, what you're saying just doesn't make any sense whatsoever to anyone what except for the biz, whatever anyway that's all i got for black twitter debates man uh i told y'all i was gonna get y'all's feedback on whether or not i was gonna do this temptation island shit i don't care what y'all think i'm doing it y'all the season starts in two days um well it's tuesday it starts tomorrow now it's it, that shit comes on wednesdays i think it comes on tbs i think because you know i'm gonna get my shit on the stream somewhere that shit come on TBS on Wednesdays. So on the Thursday episode, more than likely the Thursday episodes until it's over, we'll have at the end of them, we'll have a Temptation Island recap. If y'all don't want to be a part of it, you don't have to be. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's just some extra shit that I think would be fun. I'm going to be on the Reddit a lot with the shit from the Temptation Island recaps or whatever. I really want I just really I'm doing this because I want more people to talk to about this show because this show is so messy and so fun to watch and it's if you don't watch shows like this I want you to watch it even more just give it a try give it two episodes and if you don't fuck with it then cool whatever but but fuck with us on it I think it's gonna be fun the recaps won't be long they'll be like maybe five ten minutes at the most um they're only 30 minute episodes so how long can you talk about a 30 minute episode um and they'll just be at the end of the Thursday episodes. But I'm going to start that up. Uh, other new shit coming soon. It's another podcast that I'm about to be a part of. That's about to launch later on this year. About to start recording that in the next few days. I'm crazy hype about that shit. Um, I'm going to start. I know I've been saying this. My birthday is the 27th of this month. By my birthday, there will start being video of the podcast. Um. Um, it may I can't promise how amazing the quality is gonna be at the first because at first because I'm really just gonna learn how to do this on my own. I've been I've been doing the same thing I did when I started the podcast with starting the video portion of it. Is that because I wasn't sure exactly how to do it or what I was doing and how I was gonna set up, I kept pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off. And I think that I gotta learn from my own experiences. The best thing that I could do with the podcast was just starting. Uh, when I listened back to the first episodes, they weren't nearly what I feel like the podcast is now. I feel like it's grown tremendously um, in quality and content and consistency, all of that. But uh, I would literally never be here if it wasn't for starting that. If it wasn't for starting at that point, if it wasn't for just going ahead and getting started, I would never be to this point. So I'm gonna just have to take that same philosophy with the video. We whipping that shit out. And by my birthday, we're going to be up and rolling with the video. Y'all got, I'm, I got to get myself in front of this neon sign. Boy, the neon FTS sign is so lit. And it's just in this room. 
You know what I'm saying? So I got it. I'm about to start that off. Other than that, man, that's all I got for y'all this week or today. Shit, you know, I got some more for y'all in a few days. Uh, as always, man, thank y'all for everything. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to all the social media platforms. Make sure you following us on your listening platforms. If you want to, go ahead and throw us four ninety nine for the subscription. Access to the bonus episodes. It'd be a great birthday present for your boy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, other than that, man, I don't got nothing else for you. So y'all stay up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One last thing. Last episode, I told y'all to go fuck with Taki's new shit, and I absolutely butchered the title. I, I, the, the song is called Tyrone's Revenge, <laughs> and that motherfucking jamming. So y'all make sure y'all go fuck with that shit. Uh, until then, you know y'all just vibe out to what Taki's blessed us with for the outro music. I'll see y'all in a few days. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire. My mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself. It's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board. My nigga trying to see. Billion. Mm. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and